This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Tyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Fast podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back here to discuss the divisional round uh, for the NFL playoffs here in 2021 and uh, four games uh, to discuss. Uh, luckily, at least two teams that are represented in this podcast, uh, mostly by Dylan, are still in play. So uh, that gives us something to uh, root for unfortunately the AFC South uh, is not so we have to hang our hats on uh, the two teams that are left uh, that Dylan likes to represent uh, one adopted team one team that uh, he's always enjoyed so uh, Dylan a a big week for you here uh, not only on the picks but in terms of uh, waiting for that potential Rams Bill Super Bowl matchup Oh, that's the dream, right? Although, I don't know if it necessarily is for me because then I'd feel so bad rooting against a team that's never won a Super Bowl in the Bills. But, no, yeah, it's, Saturday's going to be great. Last Saturday was a lot of fun with both of them winning. It's going to be a little bit tougher, I think, for both sides this time. <laughs> but all four of these matchups, I was trying, I was looking, thinking back to last year, and, like, I just feel like these games are all so good, and all these teams in different ways are really, really good. Maybe just last year I wasn't as impressed with some of the – like the Vikings were able to fight through. They were solid, but I did not ever believe them to be a Super Bowl contender. Never a big believer in the last year and the Packers and Seahawks on that side. So, yeah, I think just these four, Matt, I mean, you can maybe, I guess, argue the Browns are the one team that kind of snuck in here. DVOA would tell you the same story. But nonetheless, uh, just, yeah, real four really, really fun games. Just can't wait for them all. Yeah, it uh, should be fun. And uh, as always, we will jump in and uh, give you our thoughts on all four of these games, and I'm sure uh, we'll give you uh, thoughts on our upsets, which uh, I think, looking at this, uh, got a couple here on the board two, two, yeah. in terms of uh, the point spreads. We'll give you our betting locks uh, as well uh, later on. But let's start with the Rams at the Packers. 
Um, the Packers are six and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, Dylan was laughing at me before we started recording because I actually said that I thought this game was a lot tougher than I expected it to be when I made my pick here um, because, you know, you do have the number one offense against the number one defense. I've been going back looking at uh, the history of, of that actually happening in the NFL and uh, lots of different, you know, specifics on that situations where we've seen the top offense against the top defense. I don't know. For whatever reason, I, I think the Rams could make this thing really interesting. Um, but then I think you have to sort of mm-hmm. lean on the Rams offense to maybe do enough against the Packers defense once they eventually do maybe find a few holes in this Rams offense or Rams defense. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Packers offensive line obviously going to be a huge part of this game, uh, but they've been pretty good this season. So, I'm going to pick the Packers. I don't feel great about it. Um, I don't know. This is just one that I think because you have one team that's so good on offense, one team that's so good on defense, uh-huh. I think that's always going to raise some questions, even when you look at the stats and the you know the past games and all that where you've had that scenario. But still, I mean, the Packers have been really good. Um, I just – I don't know. I feel like picking against them in the spot's hard to do. But, again – I don't, I don't know, man. There's something about the Rams here where they came into the playoffs. They were not that sort of sexy team, but their defense is so good that I, I just don't mm-hmm. think you can count them out against anyone. Yeah, I think after their performance against Seattle last week, maybe there's a bit too much of a confidence in the Rams to get this done in the national kind of scope, at least when I've been watching NFL Network, ESPN, just reading stuff. There's so many things about how the Rams – our dark horse upset it's like becoming to the point where everyone's saying it is it really like a dark horse anymore I'm not sure uh but yeah it should be a really fun game it's a game that before the playoffs started I when I thought about you know the the Rams defense I did think they had a good shot obviously last week against Seattle but the one team and the biggest challenge in the NFC side at least was obviously going to always be the Packers was really hoping once they got that 60 we'd get this matchup if the Rams got the win sure enough here we are top DVOA offense in the NFL fourth best DVOA defense for the Rams uh, but they as you said the the best scoring defense and since week 12 the number one uh, DVOA defense so it's going to be a really, really interesting game. I think the weather definitely does help Green Bay. They have so much experience playing in the cold, even if it's not snowing. I believe it's supposed to snow Thursday and Friday, at least was the last forecast I saw. Saturday was supposed to be decent weather, 33 degrees, but for the Rams, that's still much colder than they're used to. So I could see that playing a part, especially depending on how well Jared Goff's thumb has looked. I, they're practicing as we're recording this right now. He was uh, has been practicing in full so far. John Wolford's still on the sideline. So just, uh, I'm just assuming at this point we're likely going to get mostly Goff. Maybe they'll have some uh, some Wolford in there. But, yeah, man, what the, you know, the, the one thing, obviously, like everyone's talking about how the Rams and, and Jalen Ramsey's been amazing against all these number one receivers this year. Rod, there was a stat Kyle Brandt talked about how the Rodgers-Adams tandem one and six against all pro cornerbacks in their career together. And the Rams defense says it's not just one team. A lot of teams have tried the scheme away from Ramsey with not a ton of success for their number one receivers. So really curious to see how much the Packers do that. Devontae has experience in the slot, but we'll see how much uh, he's chased to the other side of the formation by Jalen. I just, at the end of the day, it's, it's the, the issue for me isn't necessarily how well the Rams will play against the Packers defense or against the Packers offense. I think they'll be able to slow them down to an extent. I don't think the Packers, though, need to score like 30 points to win. I just I think if they don't turn the ball over, which is something Rodgers obviously is so amazing at, and we've seen the Rams' defense being so opportunistic, 
at forcing turnovers, that battle of strength on strength will probably ultimately determine this game. If the Packers just don't turn the ball over, don't let the defense score for the Rams, I just have a hard time seeing the Rams scoring a ton against the Packers. They'll have to run to set up the play action. That's not always the case. Uh, there's been a lot of you know stuff out there showing that you don't need to establish the run to the, for play action to be successful. But for, in this case, I do kind of think uh, with the Packers, they're, they're not going to uh, just let uh, – guys be running open all the time the Rams are really going to have to run as well as they did probably against Seattle to have a chance on that side to, to kind of keep up with Green Bay uh, the Packers do struggle defending running backs in the passing game so there's that the one stat that is why as I kind of mentioned to you right before we started that Mina Kimes brought up that is the main reason why at the end of the day I felt pretty comfortable at the Packers uh, picking them as the Rams defense for all the great things they do. They've given up the 20, they're 24th in QBR versus play action. So they've uh, been giving up uh, that's so like eighth best uh, QBR against uh, when they're facing play action, 22nd in yards attempt from play action. And also this one was kind of staggering last in the NFL and average separation allowed the receivers in play action. So that is not good, especially when the Packers have schemed up so many open receivers in play action. That matchup seems like there might be a couple big plays, not necessarily from Devontae. Maybe it's Marcus Valdez-Scantling or someone else. A couple big plays that could be the difference, and I just don't think Green Bay has to score more than like 20, 24 points. I think they're more than capable of doing that. Uh, I hope the Rams make it closer than that, obviously, but I think, I don't know about the, uh, the Packers covering the spread, but I feel fairly comfortable about picking them here as the winner. Yeah, the Rams uh, are 6-1 and one against the spread, against uh, teams with a winning record this season. Um, also, the favorite, the last, the last 10 times these two teams have met, uh, the favorite is 9-1 and one against the spread. So those are two completely opposite yeah. uh, ones there. Um, and the Rams, by the way, are 0-6 against the spread in the last six meetings between these two. So I don't know. There's lots of different uh, ones you could pick and kind of look at these and say, eh, well, you'll see. So... Um, I don't know. This is uh, it's an interesting game, like I said. And you, you pointed out sort of the, the strengths here of the yeah. Packers team and uh, potentially what the Rams could do. But I don't know. Uh, you never know about some of these games. And I, who knows? So I, I think also the Rams, one thing that kind of came up and why people are so high in the defense watching the tape of the game against Seattle, I think their familiarity with Seattle helped a lot. As a lot yeah. of people have pointed out, they're like running the routes for the receivers on a lot of these things. And sure, the – the Packers do run a variation of the Shanahan offense that McVay and LaFleur come from. I just don't think that – I think that familiarity did help the Rams a lot. They do communicate amazingly. I just think it, it doesn't help them – or it helped more last week against Seattle than it's going to you know, help them, obviously, against a Green Bay team that they haven't faced since 2018, a very bif- different defense for the Rams back then, a lot of personnel-wise but style-wise. So it's a, it's a great matchup of strength on strength, but I do think that familiarity part was one big reason why the Rams had so much success against Seattle. All right, so we're both taking the Packers, and uh, that leads us to uh, the Ravens at the Bills. Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, I have a feeling you mentioned, Dylan, uh, this was the toughest one for you in terms of picking this game. Uh, this is uh, it's an interesting one. I mean, like we said, it's really, I mean, you have a Ravens team that we probably thought coming into the season was either going to be 1A or 1B in terms of, you know, being the top team in the AFC along with the Chiefs probably. Um, but, you know, they had their ups and downs throughout the season, but now they come out, get that big win against the Titans. Uh, defense was very impressive in that one. The defense is going to have to be impressive in this one too if they want to be able to slow down the Bills. Uh, a lot of talk about the weather. Uh, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, he wants no, he wants no <laughs> snow. We know that. Uh, but still, I think even in that scenario, I think Lamar Jackson would be okay. Uh, I, you know, 
we talked about it last last uh, on the last episode of the podcast, but mm-hmm. the Bills did not look great against the Colts. I know they won the game, but they didn't. I don't think they necessarily played great, and I I wonder about that a little bit uh, because maybe it's just sort of that first game, and you kind of get that you know under your belts, and now you come out, you play a little bit more. You know, you're not as I don't know what the word is, but I feel like maybe the Bills come out a little bit less pressure on them in this one, but still there's pressure. This is a tough one for me um, because I just think you could certainly see it going one, you know, either way here. I think you could make great points one way or the other, uh, but I don't know, man. I, as good as Josh Allen's been, as mm-hmm. up and down and inconsistent as the Ravens were at times this season, the Ravens have been really good as of late, and I know the Bills have too, but I don't, there's just something about this Ravens team where I almost feel like they're on this revenge tour from the way things ended <laughs> last year. Uh, and I'm going to pick the Ravens here. I'm going to make them the pick. Uh, I just I don't know what it is. I think this is a game, you know, if we do talk about the weather, if the weather plays a factor yeah. and all that, um, you know, the, the over-under here I think is like 50. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I, I could see the Ravens slowing down the Bills, and that's not been easy for anyone to do. But yeah. I think it's possible. And so I'm going to pick the Ravens. Um, the Ravens 5-0 and against the spread. Their last five games is an underdog. They've been on a tear here lately against the spread. I'm going to pick the Ravens here. Let's just go with it. There you go. I mean, yeah, this was, I mean, along with the, we'll get at the end of the podcast, the Saints and Bucks, along with that game, this is the toughest one for me. And that makes sense. I mean, those two teams, uh, when we get to them, uh, according to Football Outsiders, that's the closest matchup in terms of where they have their odds. This one, the Athletics expected uh, power ranking model has this is the closest game in terms of their model of the potential outcome. So there you go. It should be a, a ton of fun. I think just, uh, you know, obviously the two quarterbacks from the 2018 draft um, here now, it's just going to be a ton of fun to watch both these guys. Such different styles as we've talked about. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, when it, taking the Raven side first, if they're going to win this game, you obviously look at the Buffalo's run defense has been pretty vulnerable. They gave up the third most touchdowns by uh, rushing by quarterbacks, seventh most rushing yards per carry by quarterbacks against them. That feels right, <laughs> sits right uh, pretty well in there uh, for Lamar Jackson. Um, and then, I mean, Baltimore's defense stepped up a lot last week too, and obviously a much different attack uh, with Tennessee and what they're trying to do as an offense. Buffalo does not wait to establish the run to establish the pass. They throw the ball <laughs> constantly. So that's the one thing for me that I look at that from, you know, Baltimore is going to be a huge challenge for Josh Allen, but he excel, excels so well outside of the pocket. The Ravens, the top blitzing team in the NFL, it did not work at all when they faced Patrick Mahomes this year. I don't think Josh Allen's necessarily quite Patrick Mahomes, but, man, he's making some pretty Mahomes and Rodgers-like plays as we talk, as I've kind of talked about. He's starting to be kind of on that level with those two guys. That's the main reason why, you know, we talked about the Ravens and Chiefs as the best teams before the season. The Bills, we didn't necessarily factor in Josh Allen becoming an MVP candidate uh, at the time, but he is, and that's that's why at the end of the day I'm picking Buffalo. It's I'm looking at the, the Ravens, all, every time they faced uh, Mahomes and the, and the Lamar Jackson era, they have lost. There have been some pretty close games, but nonetheless, I just it's the same kind of defense, probably better than those Kansas City defenses, but the same same thing that is why a lot of people are picking the Ravens, looking at Buffalo's weaker run defense, um, and that side of the football being similar to what the Chiefs have, though, it, it doesn't necessarily work out well if, if, Lamar, if Josh is throwing over you 
and having success. I, I think it's just a different attack than Tennessee. I don't think you can have the same kind of game plan and expect to succeed. Josh just does so many good things with improvising. And I know Buffalo wants to, to, to blitz, but they really need to keep him in the pocket. He's been great in the pocket, but I think if they let him get outside of the pocket, despite the fact Baltimore this season has been really good, third lowest yards per attempt on passes outside the pocket. But that is, again, that's usually forcing guys that aren't as mobile and strong and aren't like uh, like a Josh Allen uh, to force them out of the pocket throwing the ball. Much different animal, much more like Mahomes. So I, I still think at the end of the day it's going to be a really even game. I just think at this point it's hard for me to pick against the way that Josh Allen's been playing. Uh, obviously Lamar's been playing really well too, but they they still only put up 20 points against one of the worst defenses in the NFL last week. I know Tennessee played and came out with a hunger and played really good, but I'm not as maybe convinced by some of the teams Baltimore has beaten on this winning streak. They've beaten some really bad teams, some really bad defenses down the stretch of that uh, schedule that was one of the easiest in the, in the NFL this season. So I'll take the Bills and probably the game that I'm going to enjoy the most this weekend. Well, I mentioned the Ravens are 5-0 against the spread in their last five games as the underdog. They're 6-0 and against the spread in their last six playoff games as the underdog. 7-0 and against the spread in their last seven <laughs> playoff road games. Um, so all those... They're great uh, on the road historically in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore has always been rallying on the road find it very interesting here. So we'll see. Uh, but then again, like we said, the snow could come into play here. Uh, who knows? This uh, this could be a bit of a, a wild game, I think, uh, to say the least, uh, depending on how things unfold there. But uh, before we get to the other two games uh, for the divisional round and the NFL playoffs, uh, let's talk to you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand-new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you will receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get this all for only $15 a month. Same rate as any other hosting any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup, $15 a month. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today to apply. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. You can check out the description box for this episode to find out more information, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right. On to the Browns at the Chiefs. The Chiefs, double-digit favorites here, 10-point favorites mm-hmm. in this game uh, after, the, after the Browns just were fantastic, as we know, uh, last week. But uh, still, Chiefs are the Chiefs, and I think uh, that has a lot of people uh, paying attention to this one in terms of the potential shootout with these two teams. Um, you know, I, I don't know. That line, I still think that line's a little high. I know it's the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but... The Browns, as we've seen, I mean, they they feel like a different team. And so uh, that's one I would keep my eye on for sure. Uh, but uh, I think for this one, you know, you can break it down all you want. But uh, I think just having Patrick Mahomes on the field just makes things so much different uh, for the Chiefs. And I think you just they're, – they're that team that until someone is able to kind of do it in this spot and be able to beat them, you're just not going to pick against them. Um, as good as the Browns have played, uh, I just I don't think there's any way I can pick them to win this game. Uh, but I, I do think, like I said, I do think there's potential for this to to be 
you know, a pretty chaotic, entertaining type mm-hmm. game because of the offenses, but uh, I just don't think I can pick against the Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game in terms of, like, knowing what Cleveland's going to have to do, uh, which is definitely control the ball and keep Mahomes off the field because I don't think they can stop him. They have a 25th-ranked uh, pass defense in DVOA, Kansas City's second-ranked uh, pass offense only behind Green Bay. It's a major mismatch, even if Denzel Ward's back. just it's They haven't been the great secondary, as we talked about. Their safeties are, are – some of the worst in the NFL, and it's just it's not gonna it's not a great recipe against Kansas City. So if you are gonna win, you really need to run the ball well. It's the same kind of thing we talk about with Baltimore, but I think even more so in this game for Cleveland. Uh, by all accounts, I mean Conklin, I believe, is questionable, has the hamstring injury, but he should be back. They should be fully have their full offensive line, uh, and they've you know they've ranked seventh in DVOA running the ball against Kansas City's 31st ranked. Run defense DVOA, uh, they give up an average of three yards before contact on runs. That is going to be dangerous against Nick Chubb. So if the Browns are going to win, I don't think it's because they necessarily stop Mahomes. I think it's just they find a way to kind of shorten the game to a few as few possessions as possible, kind of what we've seen from the, the way the Raiders, when they beat the Chiefs, and then also when they kept took that second game down to the wire. I think that formula is the way you can go, but uh, it's still hard to pick against the Chiefs. I just think Mahomes is going to uh, – he's Mahomes, man. And against this defense, I think he's going to put up big, big numbers. Both football outsiders and the athletics prediction models have this as uh, close to an 80% win for the Chiefs. That is easily the highest of any of the four games this weekend in terms of how lopsided they see it in terms of the numbers. Uh but like you said, there's something about the way the Browns are playing lately. There's, uh, obviously, those kind of advanced numbers might have told a, a somewhat similar of a story against the Steelers. Uh, just flipped, though, with the Steelers' defense and obviously their offense not being as good. Uh, and Baker's played really well lately, too. That's the thing that, uh, with you know, they're going to be running the ball. But Baker isn't afraid to take throws underneath. They had him throwing the ball faster uh, from the snap than he had all season against Pittsburgh. I don't think they have to worry as much about that against Kansas City. Uh, he's had the fifth best QBR in the NFL since week 12. So I'm hoping we get a, a big shootout here. Uh, but I, I just think by the end of the game, if the Browns aren't perfect on offense and if they turn the ball over a couple times, they won the turnover battle uh, against uh, the Steelers, obviously by quite a quite a lopsided margin. I, if they don't get that on their side again, I just think by the end of the game, Mahomes will make too many plays. And if he gets the ball last, no matter how much time is left, he's going to find a way for Kansas City to win. But like you said, the 10-point spread, yeah. I don't know about that one. Well, it seems like a lot of the a lot of the money right now is a lot of people are betting the Browns plus 10 because I think it's just uh, – I think it look at – again, we also have to remember, too, in betting, like recency bias is 100% a thing. And the fact is the Chiefs didn't play last week, and the Browns did, mm-hmm. and they had – you know, they were up 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. So I think a lot of people are going to look at that <laughs> and say, well, you know, they're going to come out and do that. But I think we also have to remember that Steelers offense, this Chiefs offense, a little bit different at this point. Um, so uh, that's, that's something to keep in mind, too. So I, I may even – knowing that there are a lot of people betting on the Browns plus 10, uh, that made me make me even look at the Chiefs a little bit there and say, eh, we'll see. So uh, the over-under is 57 at this point, uh, which that's another one that's uh, that's pretty high, uh, all things considered. But uh, with those two offenses, we'll see if they get to that. Uh, all right, let's wrap up uh, with this game, which is uh, the Bucks at the Saints. Uh, another rematch here uh, for the third time this season, the Saints – are a three-point favorites uh, in this game, and uh, you know, again, I we've always we always say it. It's it's really hard to beat a team three times. Uh, people say that in sports and anything, um, but uh, at the same time, the Saints have looked pretty good against the Bucks this season, and you know, it's talking about sort of that that Ravens Titans thing where 
you know, is, is one of these teams just sort of have that edge on the other? Well, we saw what happened in that one um, as the Ravens kind of were able to, to get over that and, and get a win. I'm going to bank on the Bucks doing the same here. I'm, I'm going to, to think that they are able to turn the corner to beat the Saints in this game. Um, I can't say, you know, I'm, I'm sort of with you. Like I said, I had a hard time with the Packers-Rams, but obviously this is a real tough game to predict uh, because I just think that, you know, we know what the Saints are capable of, both on offense and on defense. Um, but we also, I think, know that, you know, this Bucks offense is really seemingly – you know, with Antonio Brown's emergence and just what they've been able to do, uh, you know, people look at that Washington game and say, well, it's Washington. Maybe the Bucks should have won that game by more. Uh, you and I talked about it, though. That, that Washington team was a little sneaky in terms of their defense um, and some of the things they could do. I just – I don't know what it is. Like, I, I think this is virtually mm-hmm. a toss-up. Like, I mean, a three-point spread, whatever. I think this is pretty much a toss-up. I think you could pick either one here, flip a coin, uh, even though the Saints have won twice. I'm going against the the numbers here. Uh, the Saints are seven and one against the spread in their last eight games as the betting favorite. Uh, I don't love that, but uh, I I don't know, man. I just I, I for some reason maybe maybe this is we talk about recency bias and all that. Maybe this is the Tom Brady effect where it's yeah. like you know <laughs> I know that Tom is under center for the Bucks and it's just after seeing this for so many years now and knowing that this is not the Patriots like Bel- Belichick's not there, but. There's just something about this where I think I'm going to always sort of lean towards it and say, man, I've seen Tom Brady do this before. You know, I've seen Drew Brees do this before, too, Mm -hmm. but it's like Brady, the numbers back it up. And I know this guy's getting older. I mean, we, you know, I probably say the same thing if Brady's out there at 60. And so we say, well, you know, it's Tom Brady and he's he's got a chance here. But uh, this is tough for me, but I'm going to pick the Bucks. Yeah, man, it's it should be. Uh, I know I said the Saturday night game is the one I'll probably enjoy the most, and that's because it's a little fresher with the the young quarterbacks. This one will be great as well with these two uh, talking about playoff success. Uh, so Drew Brees has nine playoff wins in his career, and I, I forgot who posted the stat. Uh, Tom Brady has nine playoff wins since age 37. So that yeah. is pretty staggering. Obviously, uh, different teams, different circumstances for both these guys. As we've talked about, Drew Brees has not traditionally had defenses this dominant. These are the top two teams in total DVOA in the whole NFL. Uh, Saints at first, Bucks at second. The Bucks narrowed them, uh, narrowly topped them, though, for the uh, most expected wins in the NFL, despite their uh, the record being a couple or being a game behind. Uh, Tampa's lost some really close games. The good teams. They still haven't beaten a, a ton of good teams that we talked about leading up to the Washington game. They'd only had one win against a playoff team all year. It was the destruction of the Packers uh, early in the season before Green Bay really kick-started that offense and before their defense started improving. So it's, yeah, you could th- say, like you kind of pointed out, the, the Saints could just have Tampa's number. They outscored them 72-26. to 26. Uh, I, I was like, wait, they only scored 26 points. I forgot they had three points in one of those games, Tampa Bay, when the Saints just – blitz them early uh not literally with the blitz but just on the scoreboard it was crazy that one game got out of hand so fast um it's the one one issue one thing that's making me second guess my pick which i'll get to in a second is that the saints are vastly superior special teams so many issues for tampa but they're near the bottom of the nfl uh in covering kickoffs and punts and that that's like one x factor that just worries me a bit obviously well let's see missed the one field goal against the bears but he's been so so good all year for the saints uh, but man, it's I don't know. I just something I feel like I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, uh, kind of <laughs> like what you're saying though, with the recent recency of watching Tom Brady and just the way he's played uh, with all those weapons and how exciting it's been. I just think 
uh, this could be the time where they are able to get the Saints number. I know I picked the Saints to make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so I, mean, I, was, I was joking to you before. Either I win one way or the other. Either my Super Bowl pick's still alive here or I get this one right. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay. As much as I'm concerned, I'm concerned about the injury to starting guard Alex Kappa with a uh, fractured ankle. I'm worried that the interior pressure that the Saints might be able to get on Tom. But I just I feel like I've saw enough from Tom in that Washington game where against that really, really skilled defense, I saw the offensive line step up better than I expected it to. Tom reading things fast, making really deep, accurate throws down the field and succeeding at a really high rate with the play action. We'll see if they're able to run the ball at all. I don't know how well the Saints will be able to run. That's another thing for their side. I'm you know, the Saints offense hasn't necessarily been killing it by any means. Um, and while Kamara had the huge game against the Vikings, obviously the Bears did a decent job defending the run. I, Tampa is one of the best run defense in the NFL. We'll see how much of a threat Alvin is out of the backfield. But Devin White's back. I just it's going to be a it's going to be a heavyweight fight. Uh, I think it's going to be just a lot of fun. I, I th- I'm just picking Tampa. It's, it's probably a coin flip, just kind of like the Bills Ravens game. It's it's really close for me. Um, I, I don't necessarily, even though I don't necessarily buy into the the, the whole thing about uh, a team that it's hard to beat a team three times because you, you'll probably remember this the the Jaguars in 1999 have, were 14 and two, but their yep. only two losses were to the Titans, and they yep. played in the AFC title game. That was the narrative, uh, you know, looking back, and then they got <laughs> destroyed in the title game again by the Titans, lost three zero. So we've seen some teams just have teams numbers. I don't know if that's exactly the case here though. I and I think Tampa Bay has a really good shot to win this game. Well, the Saints, uh, 1-5 against the spread in their last six playoff games is a favorite. I think that's something, too, that you certainly think about because we've seen this before in terms of the Saints uh, in this spot. And, I mean, they've, they've had some disappointing performances. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, it's uh, it's it's one that it's going to be interesting. Um, you could take your pick as to what's the best game of the weekend it's going to be. But I think because you do have, um, you know, Breeze versus Brady, that's, that's why this is probably this – why this game is where it is is the last yeah. game of the weekend uh it's sort of that main event spot there uh and that one on on sunday so uh yeah we'll we'll see but uh there are picks but uh, dylan of course before uh we uh talk about everything else we've got to uh go through our categories here i think our upsets are pretty clearly defined uh i've got the ravens and the bucks as my two upsets you've got the bucks as mm-hmm. your upset uh we've got the chiefs and packers winning as favorites all right the betting lock of the week, um, <laughs> as we've done here, like normally during the regular season, we go with just the favorites. Uh, we, you know, we pick the one and we say, all right, it's a lock to win, but we've opened it up in the playoffs to be able to, you know, knowing it's a little bit different. Uh, we can, we can pick, you know, all right, we could say that team X is the underdog. We're betting, mm-hmm. you know, that's our lock is that they're going to cover this spread or, you know, they're going <laughs> to do whatever. So um, I'm throwing it to you first because I'm still deciding oh on mine because, I think I know which one I'm going to go with, but uh, I'm putting you on the hot seat first. Oh, man, this is a tough one because uh, obviously with just four games, I don't necessarily have I, – I don't know if I can pick either favorite or any of the three favorites like easily to win, like for sure. Like, And my one upset in the Bucks, I don't know about that, man. Like that's – I mean, I guess if they're, if, if they're winning, they're probably <laughs> – then they have to be covering. So I, I guess I could go with Tampa, but locking against the Saints seems very scary. So I will go with the 
Bills, if they are going to win, it's going to be by a field goal. Yeah. So I'll go with them. I I want to say I wanted to say the Packers. I just think the game is going to be a little closer than that. And Field Yates just tweeted that the uh, Jared Belt here, the uh, the offensive tackle they just signed from the Colts that was about to make history as the first guy to play back to back playoff games for <laughs> two teams. Uh, he's on the COVID list. Mm. Uh, that does not help against the Rams front and mm. how successful they've been. No matter how healthy, you know, Aaron Donald's health obviously will be very important, but even 80% Aaron Donald, 85% Aaron Donald is going to be pretty scary. Leonard Floyd and those guys coming off the edge. Uh, yeah, that one, I can't, I can't make that one a lock. I just, I trust the Rams defense to keep it close enough. So I'll, I'll go with the Bills, but when you're down to four games, you're really, yeah, you know, you're limiting the options here. It makes it much tougher. Um, Ooh, yeah, this is tough. I, I'm not obviously I'm not going to pick the Ravens here as my lock because I just don't, you know, I could see that game going either way, so I can't pick them because that means they would have to. I don't know. I'm I'm not confident as I said earlier. I think I will go with the Rams. Um, you know, plus six and a half against the Packers. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, I you know, but I could also Rams, yeah. I could also see a scenario where you know, Packers come out and score three touchdowns and um you know <laughs> things get out of hand the rams i just i don't feel confident about the rams having to play catch up i'll say that mm-hmm. um if the rams get down early double digits i don't feel great about that at all uh, but uh i like i said you, you're we've narrowed the games down here not a lot to pick from so i will pick the, the rams uh, plus six and a half there to cover that um because if it was at seven i would love it even more but six and a half that's all right. Uh, I'll still go with that because I just don't, as I mentioned with the Ravens, the Bucks too, I'm on the same wavelength with you. And the Browns and the Chiefs, mm, I want to <laughs> stay away from that one because I just, yeah, that double-digit spread, um, even for the Browns, I, you know, likewise, like the Browns got up 28 to nothing against the Chiefs. I can see the Browns getting down 28 to nothing against the Chiefs. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I don't want any part of that one uh, from a betting standpoint. So I'll go Rams. Uh, six and a half uh, at the the Packers there to be able to to keep that thing close. So uh, there you go. There are uh, our picks for the divisional round of the playoffs and uh, should be uh, some fun and exciting action for sure. And Dylan, uh, they'll be able to follow all that over at Clutch Points. we got everything uh, going on over there uh, leading up to these games. We'll have coverage of it uh, this weekend. And, of course, uh, there's not really anything happening in the NBA right now, so uh, nothing to talk about. But uh, once things start to pick up and superstar players get traded, um, then we'll probably have some coverage of that too over at Clutch Points. Yeah, you can read all about all the fallout of the James Harden trade to the Nets with Victor Oladipo going to the Rockets and all sorts of picks flying everywhere at clutchpoints.com and in the Clutch Points app in the NBA section. All of our games from the NBA can be followed there. All the NFL playoff games you can follow in the app. As Blake mentioned, we'll have a ton of coverage over the weekend. We'll have a lot of uh, good previews and things that are going to be coming up the next couple of days. By the time you're listening to this, we'll probably have a few of those out for the Saturday game. So, yeah, really excited. Uh, yeah, can't wait to, to keep rolling here. Should be, I mean, last weekend was a ton of fun. Maybe a little tiring with uh, games from the from 10 a.m. my time to uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock. But I think, yeah, Divisional Weekend is always one of my favorites of the season. Just really, really fun games. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, these four matchups, just so great, man. Yep, all good games. Uh, should be fun. Uh, and, yeah, they, they really should be. Uh, some good matchups here. One step closer to Rams versus Bills uh, in the Super Bowl. We'll see. <laughs> we'll know on Saturday. We'll know uh, if uh, that okay. could still be a possibility. So there you go. Check that out uh, over Clutch Points and uh, check out uh, the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to that if you haven't already. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established Class Podcast. 